in celebration of his birthday, not Ludini's birthday, Gary Moore's birthday, the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus podcast is going to pay tribute to the amazing fretmaster himself, Gary Moore. Get ready to rock out with your talk out. It's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. My name is Lou Lombardi, a.k.a. Ludini. Uh, I am your ringmaster, ringleader, your host, if you will, for the for this podcast that uh, comes at you every week where we pick uh, interesting music topics. Uh, they're interesting to us. Right, right. <laughs> so hopefully you like it. My attitude is always like, I'm not that much of a weirdo that if I like something, probably other people like it too, right? And so when I announced this, I got su- surprised people. I was surprised by how many people said, oh my God, I love Gary Moore. I'm so glad you're doing that. So very cool. Um, it feels like kind of a niche kind of uh, topic, but here we are. Um, I'm a big Gary Moore fan. I know that Pittsburgh Kevin is too. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, Lily's mm-hmm. going to give us her insights as well. Mm-hmm. But anyways, you are listening to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Our website is LudiniRockandRollCircus.com. And if you'd like access to... Oops, I just threw that on oh, the floor. Man. If you'd like access to some very cool uh, stuff that get, become part of our... Uh, a private Facebook group, get access to some free downloads and things like that, go to lulombardimusic.com as well. Either one is good. They'll both get you there. Uh, so please check it out. Please visit our website and um, get signed up. We'd love to have you as part of the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus family. Um, shout out to rockrageradio.com. Download the app. Great uh, music programming 24-7 with great programs like the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Hot Licks with Lily Six. What else? There's some other good ones on it. Where's some of the other ones, Lily? Rocky Mountain Radio. Um, Squatch in the Pit. Rocky Mountain Radio. <laughs> Squatch in the Pit. Mad Dog. There's a lot of them. 24-7. Yes, it's all... Tattoo Metal. It's Ooh. all folks like us who are like music nerds. Nerds! Can't get enough of music. Love talking about music. Love listening to music. Love arguing about music that's what we do here um so if you like what we do you probably you should check out rockrageradio.com it's, a, it's you just download the app it's free it works on uh android devices as well as apple devices Ooh. and you can stream great music content 24 7 speaking of great music content you not only want to listen to great music but you want to look at musicians with really awesome looking guitars don't you i think yes. you do uh go to wolfscustoms.online or find wolf's customs on social media uh why would you want to do that because if you're a musician you're going to want a custom uh, artwork done on your musical instrument so please check it out at uh, wolf's customs uh find them on social media shout out to chris thunder wolf dotson for uh, being a longtime supporter of the ludini Rock and Roll Circus. As I mentioned earlier, we have Lily V6 and we have Pittsburgh Kevin. Lily, what's up? What is up, all? What's been going on with you? I had a full weekend of activities. Um, I I saw Obituary on Friday. I'm sorry. Oh, you saw the band. (laughs) I saw saw an obituary. With 200 stab wounds. 
And oh, it's Terry. So sorry. <laughs> and no, no obituary with two. No, wow. no wonder they died. That they, he was in the obituary column. Yeah. He had two hundred stab wounds. And the band gruesome. <laughs> it was pretty gruesome. All one night. Then on um, wow. Saturday, I went to Heinz Hall to see the um, concert for peace for the Ukrainian humanitarian oh, relief, which go. was very nice. And uh, Sunday, I went Who and saw played that. It was the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra. Mm. Oh, cool. Which was lovely. And there, there was also a. Uh, chorus is there, a youth chorus, and Duquesne chorus was there. They were, mm-hmm. they did a great job. It was very moving, and uh, I hope they raised a lot of money for were it. Were your bowels moved? They were oh, not no. actually at all, but that's okay. Wow. I believe it's in the Bible. Wow. And then my so, bowels were moved. With, wow. His bowels were moved with compassion. I oh believe it's in there. <laughs> no well, shit. I don't read. The Somebody looked that up. But go ahead. <laughs> and then on Sunday, I saw Wednesday thirteen. You saw on Sunday. You saw Wednesday. <laughs> Lily, you had it sounds to me like you had very. Like upsetting weekend. I'm yeah. very no. Sorry it was for a you. fantastic. I'm glad weekend. you're here. We can cheer you up. I'm glad you're still. You around. saw us Wednesday on Sunday, Woo. and then in the obituary there were uh, ten thousand. There was a gruesome sight of two hundred stab wounds. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That was a good. It was a good weekend for music for me. Wow. <laughs> All across the board. Well, wow. I am uh, very happy for you. My uh, my my. One of my bands practiced Friday night. We had a super... Check this out. Yes. Friday was like comedy of errors. Okay. Like, uh, here's what happened. Guys, so this is what happens when you start the day off talking to people about politics, the world situation with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My friend Kathy comes in and helps clean my house with me. Mm-hmm. She came over and we. I'm always like, she listens to different podcasters and stuff than I do. So we said, kind of compare sure. notes because yes. you don't know what really is going on. Right. You just have to try to put it together yep. and so we got all jazzed up about that and I just kind of from there the whole day was like crooked like like this, <laughs> all these little things Threw were everything like off. off you know dumb stuff went wrong um, you know just over one thing after another and so I went so that night went to rehearsal down in uh, Ben What's that called? What's it? Ben Salem mm-hmm. that's not Ben Salem is that what's called? West Virginia? West Virginia yeah. I think so and um and the address I would put in, it kept on taking me to Wheeling. No matter what I would do, I'd put the address in, it would switch it to Wheeling. Weird. Oh. It was very bizarre. So I found a place. Yeah, I know. So I pulled over and I was like, text the guys. I was like, I said, I think I might be in an alternate universe. <laughs> I really did. I can't. Yep. I couldn't explain. It was crazy. And it was getting later and later and later. And I was going like, well, maybe, you know, we should just. Maybe I should just head back yeah, and just say screw it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe it's an omen, like I shouldn't go. Yeah. But I really did. I tr- I started laughing about the whole thing and relaxing about it. And our drummer, he got on the phone with me and he talked me in. I was real. I was about five. <laughs> I was, he lives real close. He was about five miles away. Yeah. You know. And um. And then when I got there, it was the same thing. Like I hung up the phone. Like oh, I know where I am now. No. 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 I ended up. Well, it wasn't my fault because the sign. To, to the road that he lives on was tore down. Oh, there had been a car wreck and like nobody told wow, me the design wasn't there. So that's so, so anyway, so we had a we had a really interesting Weird. rehearsal. Despite the fact our singer wasn't there, we played along with the recording, the the, the actual songs mm-hmm. through speakers, and man, that will show you all the shit you're doing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and we we're like, whoa, right? that don't go like that. Right? You know, especially in terms of like speeding up and slowing down in uh-huh. art, you know. Especially songs where there's like breaks, you know, yes. like, like like we were do, we were doing War Pigs by Sabbath, you uh-huh. know, that done, and it's so easy to come in uh-huh. late or or early yeah. on the next one yeah. uh, when you have those things like that. But um, so it was it was a lot, but it was a lot of fun. I'm glad we had had a wow. good rehearsal and the, and the rest of the week was fun, was fine. But um, 
some I don't we, we still don't have a name for this band so if you'd like to name the band please put some band names in the comments we are looking for a band name we're also looking for second guitarist and or a keyboardist <clears throat> so um, somebody would like to play like some rhythm guitar if you sing some background vocals it'd be even really nice but uh, yeah get a hold of me uh, message me and let me know um, it's all covers classic rock 90s some 80s and some current ish stuff um mm -hmm. so uh that's pretty much it pittsburgh kevin anything good happened with you i know last week you were very sad because of the passing of taylor yes, hawkins yes, yes. and did you get any more foo fighter tattoos or anything no no i just have the one for now <laughs> but uh but i have a i have a, I had a weird dream last night lou I had a weird dream i dreamt that i was uh together with my old band again hemlock house but hemorrhoid house not hemorrhoid house that was the band before that oh ow oh but uh, but we had a new drummer. Right. We uh, stop. That. There's the band name. No, it's right. write it down. Write it down. <clears throat> but we had a new drummer, and uh, uh, I'm introducing the new drummer to the crowd and everything. And it, well, guess who the new drummer was? I don't it, know. it was Bill Cosby. Eat pudding. And and, and you, you, it, it didn't go over well with the crowd. Even not. in my even in my subconscious, <laughs> that just did not go over well. Didn't work. So I don't know what caused that. I must have ate something funky. You know what I had? I think I had some pudding before I, <laughs> before I had some pudding. Uh, in the words of Eddie Murphy, tell Bill I said, have a Coke and a smile and <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> <sighs> oh, man. Um, oh, Bones. <laughs> Bones is back. He's been quiet the last yes, couple weeks. Yeah. Well, we, last week we had, not John Travolta, the other guy, uh, Will Smith. In here. Yes. That's John well. Travolta. <laughs> What's the difference? I really don't John know where Travolta that came from. from. What, the, what the kind difference? of correlation it's, is there between it, the two? It's all the same to me. Oh John, John Travolta. John Travolta. I Whoa. think that... Um, Mr. Cotton. I would never... I was trying to think like today. We, uh, we had a little... I'm not going to get into the whole thing on the podcast, but um, I was just thinking today about like um, rockers and their politics. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. how I don't think it has anything, you know, shouldn't, you know, be. And so, like, I was, then it made me think about Will Smith. I'm going, like, well, if, like, if I have Will Smith DVDs, which I'm trying to think if I do, you know, do I like throw them out now? You know, would I cancel him? And I'm, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. Right. I mean, I would yeah. never do that. Yeah. Because I don't care if I like the movie, I don't give a shit what the guy does in exactly. personal life. Exactly. You know what I mean? And exactly. I, you know, yeah, so that this is not one of those things that, I don't, stuff like that really bother no, you too much? No, not at all. You know. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I still eat pudding. <laughs> I'm gonna still watch Men in Black. There you go. Yeah, I still think Men in Black is good. Yeah. I think of so many other movies. If you know, Sarah, I was like, what's Chris? I mean, I, I that that one about where he's it's like the end of the world, and there's like the weird vampires and stuff, and there's like a lion running around in New York City. What's it called? I don't know what. Yeah. That oh, one I is. am Legend. I am, I am Legend. legend. Oh, yeah. that was like okay. okay. I yeah. can't think of any. Oh, the one where he it's a true story where uh, him and his son are trying to survive and. They're like homeless. They're like living in a bathroom in a bus station, and he's trying to oh, learn how to yeah, be a stockbroker yeah, or something. Yeah, Is that Pursuit yeah. of Happiness? Yeah, so like that's a go. really yeah. good, inspiring movie. Sure. I actually like some of the movies that some of the people that some of the critics hate. Like, I thought Hancock was fun. 
Yeah, oh, I, I like that one. Yeah. I like that yeah. one. I thought it was fun. Like, I mean, a lot of people, were, people really gave him shit over that. Now, After Earth was pretty dumb. Yeah. Oh, I didn't you know see that When one, you started so. describing <laughs> him and his son, I'm like, no, please yeah, don't they, say they, After they, Earth. They because crowed, they cred to crowbar. That's not good. They had to crow, he had to crowbar his son into that. Yeah. Because nobody else would hire him. There, I said it. I said it. <laughs> I'm not so sure that, that those kids inherited. I, I, the I think the, Yeah, the talent. <laughs> Um, or the charm. The thing about right. Will is like he was so he is so yes. damn charming. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna charm his way out of this. I think it's some. I think the thing after we'll stuff's see. gonna cool down. He's gonna find a way to make things right with Chris mm-hmm. Rock. We're all gonna go like hey, and you know, and maybe we'll learn a new word. What's that? Forgiveness. Oh mm. boy. Oh, maybe we will learn that word forgiveness. It would be nice if maybe maybe this whole thing will teach people to forgive one another. Right. We're all human. We I mean, make I mean, I mean, like, here's the here's the thing, man. Like, I do. I well, I have a podcast, so you hear me say and do stupid shit all the time. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I mean, you don't know my personal life, and you know, I have my moments. We all do, right? Mm-hmm. Legit, right? Yeah, you know right. I mean? You know, I mean, I'm not here to make excuses or anything. I'm just like, I'm just saying, like, let's look at it from another perspective. Let's not get ourselves to like upset about stuff. That's right. Um, I don't know why I'm off on that, but anyways, God bless him. Pray for Will Smith. I hope that everything works out right for him and his wife and. Um, you know, maybe she would stop fucking around. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was having fun. You can't take too much of what Yikes. I say. Seriously, guys, just relax. Um, so anyway, so we want to get into the topic, which is Gary Moore. I um, was, for some reason, just really hamstrung for a topic this week. And I'm talking to the guys, we're texting. And uh, I thought, I got, there's something going to, like, kick in like i'm gonna find some kind of inspiration so i looked at our topic this day in music and Mm -hmm. it turned out it was gary moore's oh there you go and there it is perfect and boom goes the dynamite yes ma'am it's also and it was also a toss-up because it was also barry oakley's birthday the bass player for the almond brothers who died and then they recorded I'm not let's not let's eat a peach. Let's eat a peach. Not that I'm actually eat a peach. (laughs) Super familiar with either let's eat a peach. (laughs) Okay. It wasn't let's eat a peach. It was called peaches. (laughs) Millions of peaches. (laughs) Wrong one. But no, just kidding. So so it was like, oh we could could we we've never talked about the Almond Brothers either. Um but I was like, Mm -hmm. no, Gary Moore. Yeah. Um I don't know why I just decided Gary Moore. There you go. Gary Moore. So Lily, are you a Gary Moore person? I'm only a Gary Moore person because he was in the band Thin Lizzy. Other than yeah, that, I really yeah. didn't know a whole lot about him. But mm-hmm. I like okay, the because you seemed interested when I brought yeah, the topic up. Yeah, I mean, up. I I will I relish the opportunity to learn anything about anybody in music. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, <laughs> except for Rush. What do you? How do you want to? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lily. Oh, Lily. Oh. Exactly, Bones. Well, even Bones likes Rush. No, he doesn't. He told me. <clears throat> he told you secretly, whispering in your ear. Yes, he did that. So, anyways, mm-hmm. um, uh, do you have do you have something to kind of kick us off with? Is I it? do have a little background if you'd like that. Yeah, let's let's start there for sure. Um, Northern Irish musician, singer, songwriter. Um, over the course of his career, he played in various groups and performed an eclectic range of music including blues, blues rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and jazz fusion. He was one of those guys that like really just experimented with kind of everything, wherever, whatever he felt like playing is what he would go with at the time. Um, he was influenced by Peter Green and Eric Clapton. Um, he began his career in the late 1960s when he joined Skid Row, not that one. Um, 
It was an Irish blues not rock Lily, band. I have it in my notes, not Lily Skidmore. <laughs> no, <not Lily's laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Which uh, he released two albums with them. Uh, after he left the group, he joined Thin Lizzy. Uh, featuring former Skid Row bandmate and frequent collaborator Phil Linet, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, during his time with the group, Moore recorded uh, recorded several songs with them, including Still In Love With You, which he co-wrote, uh, and it was later included on Thin Lizzy's fourth album, Nightlife. Uh, he left Thin Lizzy in 1974. Um, while he did enjoy his time in the band, he felt it wasn't really good for him. He uh, started, uh, after a few months, he started drinking and just sort of getting into the rock star lifestyle, which he didn't really want to do. Um, during all this stuff, he like actually did some solo stuff in between that and right. coming back to Thin Lizzy in 1977. Um, they did a tour of the United States after Brian Robertson injured his hand on, in a bar fight. Irish guys, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> after finishing the tour, Lynette to asked Moore to join the band and again, he said no. Uh, in 78, uh, again he joined the band and well, and, and, I, and they do the black rose album is yeah. what you're talking about and this is part of the problem with with uh, Gary and and Thin Lizzy was that he was always coming in kind of after the fact yeah. and Phil was like you know you kind of need to play the guitar parts that are recorded right. mm-hmm. and like nobody likes that yeah. Like especially somebody like Gary Moore, who has his own he style loves, and his yeah. own thing, it's very obvious. You know, he's not going to be real satisfied like being in a tribute band, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And that was that was a sticking point um, for him. Uh, and he really, and, and as Lily said, he didn't like. He was con- he was concerned about Phil and um, Scott drugs. Gorham's uh, lifestyle. They yeah. were really partying hard. <clears throat> And, you, you know, but go ahead, Lily. Um, he finally left. During mid-tour, he actually left the band for the final time. Because um, he, again, became fed up with the uh, increasing drug use. It was having an effect on the performances. He said he has no regrets leaving the band. Um, but after Lynette's death in ni- 1986, he performed with the members of Thin Lizzy for the Self-Aid concert. As a tribute to right. Bill Lynette, of course. Um, like I said before, in between all the Thin Lizzy drama, he had a solo career in the, in the 70s, and during that time, he actually released 18 albums, which I did not wow. know that. There's a lot wow. of records. There's a lot, a lot of, of albums. Music, yeah. Holy cow. Um, he transitioned into playing hard rock and heavy metal um, with varying international success, and in 1990, he returned to his roots with Still Got the Blues, which became the most successful album of his career. Um, he continued to release new music throughout his later career, collaborating with other artists from time to time. Um, he is, um, he's influenced a lot of other musicians. Um, I have a whole list of them. Give me a second here. <laughs> um, Doug Aldrich, Joe Bonamassa, Vivian mm-hmm. Campbell, Paul Gilbert, Kirk Hammett, Joe Petrucci, John Sykes, Zach Wilde, plus hundreds of others. He, he was a guitar virtuoso. He didn't really feel that he was, but clearly he was. <laughs> so. Um, <clears throat> boy, he was uh, he was uh, like a musician's musician. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those people that like, um, how can I put this? Like one of those artists that like, we take this kind of for granted now because of YouTube and stuff like that. There's a lot of musicians that are successful because other musicians like them. Right. Mm-hmm. Almost right. like everybody who follows Toes and Abasi 
is a musician. Exactly. Almost everybody. Mm-hmm. Lily is not, but... No, <clears throat> no, I love Tozen. But, but I know you do. Oh. But you're not a, a musician. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So most of the people that follow people like that are are themselves. I mean, like... And so later on, it became a little bit more in vogue. Like, uh, bands like Government Mule, mm-hmm. that's an example of some, of a band that, like... Is, you know, you know, they were kind of like musicians, musicians. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, a right. lot of people there played, even if they played am- were just amateurs or just played for their own enjoyment. You know, were there getting off on the on the playing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Gary was kind of a musician like that before that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You know what I mean? So I, I, you know, so the big rock star stardom, like, just eluded him, unfortunately. And you know, the, and we talked about this before. There's only so many slots on the radio. You know, I mean, yeah, and yeah. there was only so many videos that MTV could play, exactly. etc. Um, although I'm going to get into something about uh, with Gary, where I think that. In any case, let's, let's we'll get on to that in a minute. But um, <clears throat> he, um, but this, but there were people like me who were getting into guitar, and I found out who he was. I think I, I heard his. Oh, I know what it was. I heard his remake of, of Shapes of Things, the Ardbird song. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. Um, uh, that's from the album Victims Victims of the Future, and I I was really floored by that. I thought that was just really killing it. And that song is a good vehicle mm-hmm. for him. his voice. Sounds great on it. Like it's like you know, to me, he was a rock star right then. <clears throat> um, but. That was, it just really, you know, it was, he had a lot of kind of like near, near hit, almost right, things, right. you know what almost I mean? It, yeah. And he could not get along with um, Phil, Phil on, Phil and its lifestyle and Scott Gorham, same thing. They liked him. You know what I mean? It wasn't, it, it was that, uh, I think Gary had demons. I'm going to, we're going to talk about where I think some of these demons come from, but Gary got bit by the music bug at a very young age. He was, um, his father was a music promoter and had a, had a club mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he asked Gary when he was a real little kid, if he wanted to get up and sing a song Yeah, he was like okay. 10. <clears throat> and he got up and sang and he said like immediately, like he loved the attention. He's yeah. like, this is yep. for me. And his dad said, you know, I'm going to get you a guitar. Do you want a guitar? Something like that. So he got him, got him a, you know, a little guitar <clears throat> and he started playing. He said, it re- didn't feel like it was work because he loves playing so much, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and he became very good, very fast, very young and was one of these guys like Jimmy Page who was like out gigging professionally right. like by the time he was 15 or 16 yeah, years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, when he went to tour with um, <laughs> not Skid Row. Um, <laughs> Other Skid Row. Skid Row yeah. Senior. Um, <laughs> senior Row. <laughs> it's a well, new original Skid Row. Um, they, they had to ask. They went to his father and said, you know, do we have permission to take Gary out of the country? <laughs> yeah, because so he was a minor, yeah. right? <clears throat> and his father was like, "Just, just watch after him." And I can't remember who it was. I don't know if it was the drummer. It wasn't Phil Lynott. It was, it was the drummer, I believe, or no, it might have been um, uh, Eric Bell, who went on to be in <clears throat> in um, Thin Lizzy. One of them was like, they were like laughing because they were like, you know, they were barely old enough to go, right? They were like, <laughs> you know, it wasn't like yeah, they, yeah, be, they weren't like going to be like authority figures, right? right. It's a bunch of kids going on tour. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that's a cool band. If you get a chance, I I took a peek at some of the Skid Row stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and it's very interesting. It's real primitive, real dirty. Yeah. No slave to the grind. <laughs> and uh, you should, it's, it's, it's a really like, wow. And you could see where Gary was 
kind of getting ready to go, but uh-huh. he really wasn't. He hadn't become the Gary Moore that we all right, know right. at that point. But it's very interesting to see. And um, for you guitar nerds out there, he is playing a 57 Les Paul what? that somebody did blast. Well, we would consider it a blasphemy to. Yeah. They sanded off the gold top <laughs> and uh, made it like a real kind of like very like obviously amateur sunburst right. job on it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but uh, he. Uh, but 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 in in, in any case, um, that was you know, and they toured the United States like a couple of times. I think really? like two or three albums, wow. and they toured. But he what he Gary felt like. It wasn't going it going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, well, he felt, felt like they gave it the old college try, yeah, but and he didn't want to. But, and Phil had left the band. Phil Leno was originally Skid Row was set up with like a guitar, bass, drums, and, and Phil was lead singer. He wasn't going to play bass. They uh-huh, had a bass uh-huh. player, um, but Phil left, and the bass player became the singer, etc. And Phil went and did his thing. But um, uh, Gary just quit the band, and they wanted to keep going, but they were like, well, they could not find a guitar player as good as Gary Moore. <laughs> you know, it, you know, and, and I, somebody even remarked it's like doing the Jimi Hendrix experience without Jimi Hendrix. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, it's yeah. just like, what are you, what are you doing? This is not going to work. <laughs> this is not the same. <clears throat> not at all. So, you know, he's that kind of talent. Just, just amazing. But yeah, he, even at that, in that early time. And what people don't realize is Thin Lizzy, that actual band is a contemporary with Led Zeppelin and the Beatles. Mm-hmm. They go back to the mid 60s. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been around a long time, mm-hmm. really, really long time. Um, I watched a great video on YouTube today of them playing. This is probably the last actual concert uh, that they ever did with Phil Leno. Phil Linnet. I, I say line it. Line yeah, it. I Phil Linnet. Phil Linnet. I'll say it that way then. We'll agree on line it. Um, <laughs> uh, and, it's, no. and it's in front of the Opera House in Sydney. Okay. And it must be some kind of festival. Right. Because yeah. they play like a short set, like a 40-minute set. They play all their hits. And it is Gary Moore. Yeah. And it is Scott Gorham. And it is Phil. Linnet. 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 It's Phil. Phil. It's Phil. Hey, Phil. Hey, Phil. And, and they... Um, they they played they just played their hits you know mm-hmm. and it was fucking awesome wow. they were vicious they were a vicious live band like just you just don't realize I think sometimes when you hear the that seventies pro, uh, product production quality right right like, right like they were a pretty aggra- they, they were really, really aggressive live band it was really good putting on a great show uh, Scott Gorham and Peter uh, Peter Green Scott Gorham and um, Gary Moore worked really well. It's unfortunate that they couldn't have really kept something mm-hmm, steady going mm-hmm. because I think it would have been a real powerhouse. <clears throat> um, but a couple, a couple uh, interesting tidbits, facts about Gary's early career, um, and I believe this was during the Skid Row years. Uh, he was uh, very he, him and uh, Rory Gallagher mm-hmm. were contemporaries of each other. Yes, yes. And so they played a lot of the gigs together, and because they only had. They had no money right. and only like they couldn't buy strings. They they each they would take turns leaving one of their guitars on stage for the other one in case one okay. broke a string. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> you know they they would help wow. each other out like that's that. That's cool. You know? So you 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 know so that's a kind of a cool thing. You guys don't know who Rory Gallagher is. Look him up. Yes, <clears throat> amazing uh, blues guitar player. Um, and you mentioned uh, you know his uh, um, the influences mm-hmm. and uh, Joe Bonamassa says that um, the Gary Moore is Europe's Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah. 
That makes yeah. sense to me. Yeah, yeah, I can <laughs> see that. Yeah. Yeah, and he said that he really, really he really inspired me. He says he says when I saw he says he says he says when I knew what I was doing. He says and I heard Gary. I, he's like he's I think they're gonna really like me in Europe. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm gonna do okay over That's, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you can getting an idea of of the reach that this man had with people, just the people that like reached out to him. Um, he did become friends with one of his idols, Peter Green. Mm-hmm. Peter Green was the original uh, guitarist for Fleetwood Mac. Mm-hmm. Yes. The original Fleetwood Mac. Everybody thinks of Fleetwood Mac as go your own way. Right. right, and, you right, know, right yeah. All the you know, Stevie Nicks stuff. <clears throat> but at one time, this is what Fleetwood Mac was a blues rock band. Mm-hmm. And um, Peter Green, they did an awesome album. With, also, Peter Green did an, a great album with John Mayall's Blues Breakers as well. Okay, yeah. Uh, both Eric Clapton and Peter Green came to the Blues Breakers. But um, uh, Peter was a mentor to to Gary. And um, one day told Gary, said, do you want my guitar? <laughs> no. <laughs> and Gary was like, what? What? And uh, so, yeah, he just gave him his guitar and said, you know, well, sell yours and give me a couple bucks back. And he says he gave him like 100 pounds or something. <sighs> and that was the end of that. And, he's and like, y'all you know, are jealous And now. he told him, he said, if you ever <laughs> want it back, he'd let me know. He goes, oh, I'm never going to want it back. But Peter had, wow. this is when Peter had had his freak out yeah. and was kind of giving away everything. And, you know, just dro- he dropped out of life for a long time. And we could, we, we've mentioned this story on a previous podcast on something else. But in any case... Um, Gary looked at him and said, "I don't want that guitar. The pickups in backwards." <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and this that, that was true. This this guitar had unique wiring. It's what gave Peter Green his unique sound. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, of course, Gary had the guitar and he cherished it and everything. Uh, I, uh, interestingly enough, um, through circumstances, etc., money problems, etc., uh, that guitar wound up. Where, in the where is it now? Kirk Hammett from Metallica. Yes. Oh, yeah, guitar, Greeny. Guitar, everybody calls it Greeny mm-hmm. uh, because of Peter Green. So, um, so you know, he has these connections and these reaches with within the business real early. You know, he, he sets a foundation. Um, uh, as Lily said, you know, he you know he's kept sort of in and out of Thin Lizzy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, doing Over records in between. Years, yeah. You yeah. know, um, he writes this song called um, that, that, that becomes. Uh, Parisian walkways um, and it was originally conceived of by Gary as a instrumental and Phil liked loved it so much he kept on listening to it listening to it was really fast and then he wrote lyrics to it and it's funny because in my opinion <laughs> Gary has written Parisian walkways at least three times in <laughs> to my ear it is almost the exact same chord changes it might be in a different key as still got the blues for you. Yeah. It's like almost, if you play them back to back, you go like, wait, okay, this sounds like Parisian walkways part two or something. Yeah. And then I think he has another song called in dreams or in my dreams or something like that. And this suspiciously sounds like, really? like the same. I really, really like, like this. this chord. I like this chord. Yeah. He wanted to be able to solo over that like three times in, the, in, in, in a night. So he wrote himself three mm-hmm. songs. We could do that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he did. He finally had enough of, um, and uh, left for good. Um, but um, would occasionally get together with Phil and and they would do little things here and there. Um, 
they re- he released a uh, song in 1985 called Out in the Fields, which he collaborated with Phil on. They Phil's in the video with him. They duet mm-hmm. the vocals together. Um, it's, it had a, it had a, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, had an MTV uh, release, as I said, mm. um, but just it's a cool track. Very yep. cool track. It's anti-war track. It's very mm-hmm. cool, but it does not. Um, it didn't really do anything. Right. You know, and it never really, yeah. you know, took off. Yeah, it didn't really take off. It was there. People knew who he was, and um, around the same time, or not long after that, he also released a song, <laughs> "Over the Hills and Far Away," which is not the Led Zeppelin song. Okay. <laughs> um, but, so many things that are similar. Over right, the Hills okay. and Far Away has a kind of river dance kind of vibe going on with it. I was I was listening to it when Kevin came in <laughs> earlier. Um, it does have a kind of yeah. It's I started doing a little jig. Yeah, didn't I? yeah. It has a, that Irish yeah. jig thing going on. But Phil uh, Linnet uh, dies. Uh, Linnet dies uh, uh, in I believe 1987. So there's no going to, yeah. back to that or anything. And um, you know, Gary just continued to release albums in this, as Lily was saying, this sort of like hard rock kind of um, thing. Like he is a shredder. Do not. <laughs> yeah, right. Don't you know? Don't let that blues yeah, moniker that blues thing, thing yeah. Uh, yeah. fool you, man. Because he can destroy the guitar as good as, if not better than Vito Brada or George mm-hmm. Lynch. He's the fretmaster fresh. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, in my opinion, every bit as good guitar, good guitar player as Red Beach. Mm-hmm. I would put him if I would put him at that time. I'd put him. I put him up there with um, Paul Gilbert. Absolutely. Hmm. Um, the issue I think that Gary had with that genre was I think that he needed a really good songwriting mm-hmm. partner. Yep. You know, to like flesh out the songs in a more tight way that they would be a little more. And maybe like if he could have got a chance to work with somebody like Mutt Lang or Mm. maybe somebody like that who could have really, um, you know, molded what he was doing. um, It could have been could have been really um, interesting. Unfortunately, that just that just didn't happen. And he, you know, this Lily, he turned down the gig with Ozzy. I didn't know that. Really? That's interesting. He gig with Ozzy, too. Wow. Huh. But he probably thought, <laughs> if Thin Lizzy parties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wonder how this <laughs> yeah. will go. Only imagine. <laughs> yeah, I think that he was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to stop working with Phil because of drugs, and I'm going to work with Ozzy. Ozzy. And, <laughs> I'm, I'm, and I'm the biggest, snort ants. I'm going to yeah. be the yeah. biggest <laughs> that ever walked the planet. <laughs> I mean, what's worse, I guess. So, um, <laughs> he, so like the eighties are done. It's like 1989 and he kind of doesn't know what to do. And so he, you know, he's, he always loved the blues and I, and, and I, you know, I've heard people say, you know, that like, kind of like try to imply that Gary is <clears throat> not an authentic blues musician because, you know, he came out of heavy metal. Mm-hmm. But people don't realize, and I th- I'm hoping we're dismissing this here, that he was a huge fan of the blues. Mm-hmm. In fact, him and, um, and I apologize, the drummer uh, uh, with um, 
uh, Skid Row and uh, and Thin Lizzy would sit around and just play blues tapes to each yeah. other. I mean, they were really, really into it. In fact, he turned down Skid Row initially because they said they were going to play like American West Coast mm. uh, pop, pop stuff. Right, right. And he was like, no, he says, if you're not yeah. playing any blues, I'm not interested. Yeah. <clears throat> so... So when he gets this idea, to, he he wants to do something with the blues. He's kind of nervous. He doesn't think the record label is going to go for it. But they cut some demos, and it said, "Well, why don't you go ahead and go with that?" And it turned out to be like his big break <coughs> in 1990. You know, all, all you know, what is it? Excuse Three me. decades later, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, he has his big, and this was, it goes in WDVE in Pittsburgh, played mm-hmm, shit out mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm. It was very, very popular, and it still gets played on the electric line, yeah. and things like that, and people still know who he is. Um, they may not know the name, but, uh, you know, younger folks know when Still Got the Blues For You comes on, they uh-huh, know the song, uh-huh, etc. Yeah. Um, so this is a, uh, and, and he does the right thing. He brings some guests on. Uh, both Albert Collins and Albert King are oh, wow. on there, uh, as well as George Harrison. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it, it's a, it's a very kind of modern thing, very modern kind of sounding blues album. And he, but he doesn't um, really shy away from the fact that he can shred. Like mm-hmm. there's some mm-hmm. downright like wicked, like yeah, you know, give Ingve run for his money kind yeah, of stuff, yeah. you know, on there. <laughs> um, People uh, and it was it was really well received. And this was his kind of like break in th- into the American market. Mm-hmm. No, this is where he uh, really um, you know had his success. And he continued on this, this. He ventured away from the blues a few like a little bit later um, in the '90s and early 2000s briefly. Um, and then he released Blues for Greeny, which. Um, uh, was like a kind of a tribute to Peter Green, right? And had got tons and tons of accolades. I thought it was nominated for a Grammy in the blues category, but I, I'm not seeing that. I'm, I might have it mixed up with something else. But um, it's very cool, Pittsburgh Kevin. You yeah. should you should listen to it. He has a different guitar tone on it than he does on his other blues albums. Okay. It's uh, cleaner. It sounds more like he was actually kind of going for that kind of like. Um, blues breaker kind mm-hmm, of tone mm-hmm. with like um, Les Paul, right? Marshall combo just cranked up, cranked all the way. You up. know what I mean? Yeah, it yeah, has yeah. that kind of like it's a little dry, like more drier kind of sound like that. Um, that I was really impressed with. It's 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 really freaking good. Um, so. And, and he messed around with some other stuff. He has an album called Scars that he released as well that's a very, uh, really different sounding record. And there's blues on it, but there's a lot of other stuff on it. Um, and so speaking of Scars, we need to talk about Gary's Scars. Mm. Um, I, when I, 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 you don't know what you're looking at when you're young you're just looking right. at photos of somebody but I thought there was something going on with the left side of his face mm-hmm. okay I assumed it was act you know you know yeah. young folks get right. acne sometimes yeah, yeah. bad to lose the scars yes I assumed it was something like that that's not what it is this happened during I, hmm, I don't know if it was Skid Row or Thin Lizzy but he was already a professional musician okay 
and he was in a bar with his girlfriend, mm-hmm. and there were guys in there that started making remarks about his girlfriend, mm-hmm. and so he had to defend her okay. honor. And the guy, one of the guys, broke a beer bottle Ooh. and cut his face. Wow. Well, that's just rude. Lovely. Eric Bell said that Gary opened up to him about this. And Eric Bell was the guitarist who left. (laughs) There must be something about Thin Lizzy because Eric Bell Bell left in the middle of it. Like, he literally. Gone. Listen to her. Here's how Eric quit the band. Mm -hmm. I digress. I will get back to Gary Scar's move. You guys got to hear this story. Um, now, I'll tell you this. Let me finish the scars story first. Then right. I'll tell you about Eric Bell. Um, Mid-70s is when he got the scars. Yeah. Right. So so he has this, this thing happen. And Eric said that he, Gary opened up to him and told him that, like, this really made him feel terrible. That Because he was a handsome kid. Sure. He was a really good-looking guy. Yeah. And he was terribly insecure and self-conscious about these scars. So that's why you see a lot of his... Uh, photos and stuff he's looking oh, he's looking away away scars I believe are on his left side he's looking uh-huh. off always looking showing his right side mm-hmm. so that you can't see, can't see a, lot, a lot oh, of photos of him like that yeah. or from far away yeah. would wear his hair brushed in, around his face yeah. a lot yeah. <clears throat> and uh, Eric said also that like he became a different person that he became more of like sullen moody yeah. mm-hmm. huh and he did end up with a kind of reputation as a kind of pain in the ass perfectionist. Um, the, the Eric said another story that he went to see Gary like way later, like when he was playing the blues and he was being real successful. Yeah. And he went backstage. He was dressing room. He hey. said, "Man, you played a great set." And basically, Gary like told him, "Well, you're an idiot because that was the worst play <laughs> that I ever did." Wow. And you know what the hell you're talking about? <laughs> so he had these scars on his face from this altercation in a bar and it really did affect him there's a great book called psycho cybernetics written by a plastic surgeon uh, maxwell maltz and he talks about how all these different people that he worked with and how plastic surgery changed like the way truly changed Mm -hmm. the way they felt about themselves like it was like better than like 20 years of therapy right Huh. And it did, didn't sure, do it for everybody. Sure. Some people were like just vain. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. And he talks about that in the book. But there's people that had accidents and stuff. And it literally healed their like emotional yeah. I can see that, though. In any case, um, Eric, Eric's story of quitting Thin Lizzy is, is to- so rock star. I can't believe more people don't know about this. Uh, here's how he quit the band. He walked off stage in the middle of the gig and took all his amps and everything and threw, shoved them, just threw them <laughs> off the stage right into the crowd and fuck this. Nice. I'm done. Wow. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and he said the same thing that that, that Scott and uh, Phil and Phil were such partiers that he couldn't take it. And I think too what was going on because nobody wants to talk smack. On somebody so legendary like Phil, you know right, what I mean. Exactly. But Gary said that it wasn't professional. Like it was getting mm-hmm. to the point where it wasn't professional. I.e., they were making a lot of mistakes. Right. On stage. Right. Yeah. They were so partied up yeah. that it was making the music suffer. And somebody mm-hmm. like Gary Moore, especially after this, this yeah. face cutting thing, the perfectionist. Yeah. It was like just he just was not having that. That just was not going to fly. <clears throat> oh man. So, That's great. Pushing all your <laughs> he shit. Threw, he took his guitar through. <laughs> that's it. Fuck 
you. I'm out of here. Kind of sounds like one of the times I broke up with a boyfriend and threw all my shit down the stairs. <laughs> I said, I'm out. <laughs> Oh, man. It's crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> but um, Gary, unfortunately, met a sad And Do you have something about that, Lily, in your notes? Um, he was on a vacation in Spain, and uh, he actually had a heart attack. I don't have hmm. the full story, I guess, if there's more than that, but I just read that it was a heart attack while he was on holiday with his Some, um, wife. Sometimes it's a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes they just don't say. <laughs> it's good here. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll pull it up. The uh, what's the line? What's the how's it go? The uh, sometimes you feel Ooh, like reported that his heart attack was brought on by a high level of alcohol well, in his body. Oh, say. okay, alcohol and pills. <laughs> huh. That is the uh, that's the name of the game. Wow. Fame doesn't take away the pain; it just pays your bills, and you wind up on alcohol and pills. Wow. Three hundred and eighty milligrams of alcohol per one hundred milliliters of blood. That's a bit high, even for an hour. So that's drink. what, like, a, he drank an entire fifth in like a half an hour. Basically, yeah. is what that is. He mainlined yeah. it. <laughs> Put the IV in right here. He he developed a serious drinking problem during the last oh, years of his sucks. life, according to uh, Mick Wall, who's a journalist. Huh. Wow. Well, <clears throat> that's just poo poo. Crazy. He was how fifty eight? Yes, fifty eight. Oh, he's so young. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I mean, that is us, very easily. Us, yeah. Still be playing. Yeah. 11? yeah, shit, he could still be playing. He'd be 68 years. Yeah, I mean, he'd still be playing. Oh, yeah. Very easily. Very, very easily. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that's a lot of booze, my friend. And He uh, just had too much fun on just, VK. That's just... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. In Spain. Lady of Spain. <laughs> Gary Moore. Uh, happy birthday, Gary. Thank you for the amazing Yeet. music. Yeet. Um, I, apparently, there was a very uh, emotional service, um, you know, funeral, and his son played, his son's a musician, and mm-hmm. played um, uh, uh, Danny Boy. Oh. And like it, like it, like there wasn't a dry eye. I bet. So, yeah. Some great, um, you know, we could, this would be a good podcast topic. Um, you know, talk, do a podcast on Ireland's contribution to rock and roll. Sure, sure. You know, Thin Lizzy, mm-hmm. U2, mm-hmm. Cra- Cranberries. Cranberry, Cranberries. Yeah. Cranberries. Cranberry. <laughs> she did. Was Van, too. Was Van Morrison? She, she croaked herself. Van, Van Morrison. Morrison. Was Irish, yeah. Nick. Yeah, she, uh, she, uh, yeah, yeah. Dolores Riordan. Uh, from what I understand, uh, was drunk in the bathtub, fell asleep and drowned. Oh, what a way. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? If you're Irish, what it's a way to go. That's just what you do. That's just what you do. <laughs> when you're Irish, that's, that's what, what you do. do. <laughs> I'll drink to that. All right, you guys go ahead and drink to that. We're going to take a little break, and when we come back, it's uh, lyrics with Ludini. Oh, oh boy. thank God. So, uh, I'm not, I want, I'm very interested in you guys' commentary on this. It's not as, it's no Barbie girl. 
Oh, oh, but what or, is? Or Poker Face. It's a rock song. Okay. Classic rock song. Okay. And I just think that like with the weather getting warmer yeah. and everything like that, I think it's kind of going to be kind of a fun song okay. to, to talk right, about. So I'm going to play uh, Peace in the Valley off of my uh, uh, upcoming stuff so you can check it out. We'll be back in a few minutes. Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, LudiniRockandRollCircus.com, uh, WolfsCustoms.online, and RockRageRadio.com. See you in a few minutes. Ludini yeah. Rock and Roll Circus. Yes. Um, yes. Talk about our guest that just stopped. Yeah, we're going to thank Beth for stopping Beth. by. Thank you so much. <laughs> brought her, brought she said home. I was talking too much shit. Yeah. <laughs> More so, about Gary Moore. Uh, that's, 
No, I mean, not, no, not you. I mean, if you just wanted to hear about Gary Moore, you could just look it up on the internet, right? But no, you get to hear <laughs> Lou. I mean, the reason why the like, we talk stories. about us, you get to hear us be act like us. idiots, yeah. you know, while talking about it. So, <laughs> um, so let's go ahead. We have we are adding new features all the time on oh the Rock and Roll yes, Circus. We are. And More to we come. are going to we're doing a uh, I don't know what I'm going to call this segment, but after the lyrics thing we have another segment. Uh I'm just calling it new and notable. Oh. I like it. Ooh. So we'll, just, we'll come up with something. We need that, to write music that, for our little segments. <clears throat> we really do. Sucks. What? I mean that <laughs> name sucks. We got to come up. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Um, okay, here we go. So let's talk about lyrics. So it is lyric time. Okay. With Ludini. Yes. And um, I thought I would take a break from the silly, yes. um, you know. Oh, it's so well, silly. Well, silly little pop song. Yes. Well, Wick, I could do that song sometimes. Sure you could. Silly love songs by, by uh, Ooh. Sir. Oh, my God. But since we were talking about Gary Moore uh-huh. and Thin Lizzy, I thought I would do a Thin Lizzy song. There you go. Topical. And there is another yes. song yes. that has this exact same name. Okay. It's not this song at all, but it was also a big hit uh. by the Bus Boys. Ah, yes. So, of course, we're, just, we're, we're talking about the boys are back in town. Yes. Uh, from the album Jailbreak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I do love this song. Jay- not, not the ACDC song. No, oh, no. <laughs> the ACDC See, song. look, there's all kind of connections. <laughs> It's all full circle. you'll find it. Rock and roll collection. I can't I stand sco- you. I slurred that. Maybe let me have another beer. Hold on. <laughs> and rock and roll collection. We have and a, Kermit. We have drunk, drunk Kermit. Drunk Kermit. Okay, <laughs> write that down. Drunk, drunk Kermit. That's gonna. We have to do drunk Kermit. Drunk. Thank you, Lily. Write that down. <laughs> we have some stuff to discuss. Wow, we do. But before, I just want to let everybody know. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for your patience. Yes. I'm sorry if. Like I got into other stuff with this. I mean, <laughs> I think that's what, what we tune in though for, right? To, like not just do. just the information. You yes. like the you like <laughs> the, the delivery. I hope you like the delivery as well. Um, Get but, the extras on the DVD. Uh, yes, next week right. is the second week of the month, and uh, we are, are you doing sure? An album. Yes, it is. Are you sure, Private we, Pile? We, <laughs> exactly. I felt like Private Pile, <laughs> big pile of private. Ho <laughs> oh, ho! I, I don't even know what that means. I, I have a private pile in the back here. You might want to check out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But <laughs> oh. if it's brown, flush it down. What? Yep. <laughs> That's how you should start every time you do the lyrics. Is that yeah, little if it's brown, flush it down. <laughs> you made me completely forget what I was talking about. So right next now, week, Beth, Beth is across the street going, oh, Jesus. <laughs> the album. We're going to talk about Audio Slave. Yes. Oh, okay. There you go. So, Audio Slave by Audio Slave. This is their debut good. album. It is a really cool record. I was re-listening to it a couple weeks ago, and got and jumped the gun, yeah, just like did. Mother Superior. You was excited, and <laughs> I was excited. You was excited. So it was uh, time to uh, finally do it. So that's what, that's what I also have a really big podcast idea coming up in a couple of weeks, Ooh. and we're all going to talk about. Nice. Okay. Um. So. It's going to be a special yeah. thing so we're, we're, we're planning for. So stay tuned for that. All nude so, all the yeah, time. So check check all this stuff out. Okay, so let's get into the lyrics. <laughs> let's do it. Today. Guess who just got back today? Who? Them wild-eyed boys that had been away. Hell yeah. Oh. They haven't changed, had much to say. My man, 
I still think them cats are crazy. <laughs> They're cray cray. Yes, uh. <laughs> they were asking if you were around, mm. how you was, where you could be found. Yeah. I told them you were living downtown, yeah. driving all the old men crazy. Oh, this is obviously about me. <laughs> it sure is, Lily. The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. Yes, I said, oh, the boys are back in town. 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 The boys are back in town the where boys the are, are back are they in <laughs> where where town all right <laughs> you know that chick that used to dance a lot uh-huh every night she'd be on the floor shaking what she got i remember man when i tell you she was cool she was red hot yes, i sir. mean she was steaming <laughs> yes, not that she left a big steamer no no nah. and that <laughs> no speaking of steamers and that time over at Johnny's place. Oh, boy. Well, this chick got up and she slapped Johnny's face. Sure he deserved it. And we just fell about the place. Mm -hmm. If that chick don't want to know, forget it. You said it. I'll forget about it. Forget about it. Until he calls her again. The boys are back in town. The boys yeah. are back in town. Yeah. I said. What? <laughs> what, what? What, what, what? What, what? In the what? Are back in town. Oh, the boys okay. are back in town. The boys, the boys, the boys, the boys are, 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 are back, 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 back in, 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 in town, 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 town. You turn wow. it into a pop song. <laughs> wow. Soon to be covered by um, some pop person who, uh, Billy Eyelash. <laughs> spread the word around. Guess who's back in town? You spread the word around. You. Me. You. Okay. No, you. Oh. No, not you. You. You? No, no, who, you me? back there. Me. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. You. Friday night, they'll be dressed to kill mm -hmm. down at Dino's Bar oh, and Grill. Right, right. Where's Dino's? I don't know. Let's go. Oh, all right. When well, I was a kid, I had to play this song on the piano called Dino the Dinosaur. I bet I have the sheet music. Do you, think it's, do you think that's where they went? Yeah. That's weird. A, every time I heard that, like that line in yeah, the song, thinking, I was thinking that sheet music was this. Down at Dino's. Down at Dino's. Like, Dino was the dinosaur and it was his bar. Right. You know. Hey, kids. <laughs> This was way before Barney. Everybody, <laughs> drinks are in the house. Drunk, drunk Barney. Drunk Barney, Dino. Okay, so anyway, so down at Dino's Bar and Grill, drunk, drunks will flow, drink will flow, <laughs> and blood will spill. Yeah. And if the boys want to fight, you better let them. Yes, sir. This was one of those lines too, like this whole last verse just really, well, this whole song, like the chick getting up and slapping a guy across right. the face, not like, sure. like, just you can, really you can like, paint the whole picture yeah, of what's like going all, on here. You know what I mean? Um, You've seen it. And then, and then <laughs> this really wondered, made me wonder, like, you know, do people like, I guess there are really people that do? like to fight. Yeah. They can't wait. They yeah. want to get into fights. They sure. enjoy it. That jukebox in the corner blasting out my favorite song. The nights are getting warmer. It won't be long. No. Won't be long till summer comes. Yeah. Now that the boys are here Thank again. God, they're back. And, um... Uh, there's long inst instrumental, blah, 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 blah. Boys are back in town. Hey, you're hanging down at Dino's. The boys are back in town. Um, but it really does paint that picture of yeah. summer. And like, I remember being a kid and it's getting like towards the end of school. Right. You know, right. <clears throat> and then DVE would play this song and yes. you'd be like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Summer's, Time to partay. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It, and it was like, it was a real special moment, and I feel sorry for uh, people today that don't have that experience because mm -hmm. that's something that we grew up with. That I, you know, I don't even know how to describe what a cool experience that was. Yeah, 
Um, but I think I'm what I'm going to do. Yeah. Just for gigs and shitholes. Um, <laughs> oh. I really don't think that's how that goes. Gigs and shitholes. I want to do this. I'm gonna pop over to our uh, if we can get to it. Good luck. Um, song facts. Okay. And maybe get Let's see if there's some facts. I mean, after I sat here and goofed on the lyrics, <laughs> maybe you should, should learn about You're it. You're goofing? <laughs> yeah. What? <clears throat> okay, written by Phil Linet. Okay. Uh, Flex Thin Lizzy's rough and tumble co- uh, composure and working class roots. The song was a way of connecting with their fans who had similar sensibilities. I can also understand why this would be a big song for Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. I mean, you yep. can just kind of tell, like, you know, yeah. this is, yeah, the football we town of the drinking problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're all about the fight and the drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, um, all kind of drinking and everything was pivotal for Thin Lizzy, which was uh, on their last legs when it became a hit in '72. They had a huge hit uh, in their native Ireland with their version of "Whiskey in the Jar," but weren't able to follow it up and couldn't make a dent in America. Uh, they were in debt at, when their uh, to their label uh, phone, phonogram phonogram phonogram. Hmm. I was like, that seems so weird, but, like, <laughs> stupid. Like I thought that can't. It's be a weird right, word. You know? Yeah, but it is. Um, like a phonogram is it like a hominin like was ready to drop them if they didn't return uh, uh, from the jailbreak album uh, the boys are back in town released the first single gave them the hit they needed and established them in America a huge market for rock bands with this uh, uh, footing their next few albums were solid sellers especially in the UK and they expanded their range as a live act um uh, so, so there's all kinds of folks in Manchester, England will tell you that the boys are back in town. It's about uh, the quality street gang, a criminal enterprise, uh, enterprise not unlike the mafia. Mm. Okay. Uh, a key member of the gang was Jimmy the Weed. So hey. the song of Thin Lizzy's <laughs> next album, Johnny uh, the Fox Jimmy. meets Jimmy the Weed. Jimmy the Weed. Oh, here we go. Dino's Bar and Grill mentioned in the song is probably a real place, but which one is, it's up for debate. Uh, Dino's was a Manchester nightclub. Uh, the Quality Street Gang mentioned earlier, would they mm-hmm. were frequent. Dino's Lodge was a Hollywood cabaret mm. with a Dean Martin theme. Interesting. Okay. And Martin was a business partner and uh, yeah. it shows up in the opening credits of the TV series 77 Sunset, Sunset Strip. Drink uh, would flow at both establishments. But if you're looking for a place where blood would spill, that's definitely Dino's. The first Dino's. <laughs> the first one, yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Uh, it's been used in a number of television commercials, including sports for Wrangler, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Chase credit cards. That's yucky. Um, and <laughs> Applebee's. Yes, I remember that. Oh my god. <laughs> does, does does drink flow and blood spill at Applebee's? Sometimes. It could. Uh, if you're if you're Ricky Bobby, <laughs> remember that they got Applebee's yeah. and it ends up in a whole thing. <laughs> oh yeah, Everclear covered it for the uh, film Detroit Rock City, which was a movie about Kiss. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Sim- uh, Simpsons, Supernatural, Hawaii Five O, Cougar Town, and and in the Expendables, the thing mm-hmm. things to do before you before you're thirty, Trojan War oh and Na- Navy Seals. It is in Trojan Ooh. War. Oh my gosh, it's a horrible movie. 
Uh, Thin Lizzy were surprised this became their breakthrough hit because they hadn't uh, wanted it on the album. Guitarist Scott Gorm recalled to Classic Rock, we were playing in some club in the U.S. when our manager came in and said, well, it looks like we got a big hit. We were like, which song? Seriously, we didn't have any idea <laughs> <Yeah>. which song <laughs> it was. <laughs> which Which one? <laughs> Uh, but to tell you the truth, we weren't initially going to put Boys Are Back in Town on the album. Uh, back then, you picked 10 songs and went with uh, those because of time restrictions of vinyl. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we recorded 15, and of the 10 picked, that wasn't one of them. But then management heard the song and said, no, there's something really good about this song, although back then, it didn't yet have the twin guitar parts on it. Oh, oh really? Huh. So, yeah, that was something, too, that they were really known for, <clears throat> was that twin guitar attack. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Very cool. Uh, so, anyways, uh, that that's your lyrics with lyrics. Ludini for today. <laughs> nice. Um, okay, so what we decided to do was um, we do a lot of celebrating of classic music mm -hmm. and artists here. And uh, let's, um, we decided that we should start telling some folks about maybe some newer music yes that they might want to check out sure legit and um this is going to be kind of all over the place you know i mean i don't know i have no idea well lily all did tell me what she's gonna, but i didn't know what she was going to tell me about <laughs> prior to today. And, and she didn't know what i was going to talk about either we just you know um uh, so it's going to be all over the place you're going to be surprised by some stuff you're going to you know some of it will be it's not all going to be the same thing each week. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then once uh, um, uh, Kevin gets a couple things straightened out, he's going to contribute to yes, this I as well. Am. <clears throat> so, but <laughs> I, I feel that like as a podcast, we're kind of tastemakers and I think we're kind of like neglecting this, uh, this opportunity to get people excited about some new music if we didn't do this. So uh, let's go ahead um, with our first time doing this. Mm -hmm. New and notable. I have no idea. That's, that sounds like no, something from NPR. We'll work on that. <laughs> That's uh, time it's now with uh, with uh, uh, Terry Gross is going to talk <laughs> about new and notable. Okay. John Inskeep will be talking about new and notables today. Ira Glass will be here in a little while as well. You know, they all talk like this on public radio. Yeah, they They're do. all good. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, we've noticed that, and that's really wonderful. Thank I'm you. I'm going to stab myself in the ear. No, please don't. Except for, I don't know if it's still on. What was the, it's the Soul Show. Remember the Soul Show on Think, YEP? Oh, YEP, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. had some, they had this like, um, boy, person of African heritage. I don't know what the right word is. Um, like really like. He, he he had a big personality. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, he did. Like, he, he was, was really he, good. It was always, he was always really fun to, to listen to. Um, so uh, go ahead, Lily. What do you got? Uh, so I'm going to talk about the band Plush. Ooh. Um, I'm a fan of female fronted bands. Uh, this one's an all female rock band, nice. and we don't see that too often these days. Um, their mission is to bring rock back to the forefront of the music industry with a new, fresh spin on sounds you already love. Uh, the band is co uh, composed of four young and super talented women, ranging from 18 to 21. Hmm. They're super young girls. Uh, the band is fronted by uh, Mariah Formica, whose voice can be compared to Ann Wilson, okay. Pat Benatar, and Amy Lee. There you go. Um, drummer Brooke Colucci, guitarist Bella Perone, and bassist Ashley Supa round out the lineup. Uh, they have already made a name for themselves touring with Mammoth WVH last year, Evanescence, Hailstorm, Daughtry, and now touring with Seven Dust. Wow. So they are sort of... I did hear that on, on Octane today that they are 
uh, touring with Seven Dust. And uh, they're going to be on some festivals this year as well. Uh, festivals this year as well. I can't talk. Uh-huh. Uh, welcome to Rockville, Louder Than Life and Aftershock. Uh, Mariah was actually, uh, she auditioned for The Voice when she was 16 years old. I'm not really a fan of that whole, let's mm. audition for these like music shows on right. TV and then getting famous. But she definitely deserves to be in the music scene. She's fantastic. Um, she's 4'11". She's described as a pint-sized powerhouse by Adam Levine. Um, during the pandemic, she would actually perform weekly covers submitted by fans on YouTube, uh, two of which have over 1 million views without paid promotion or sponsorship. People wow. just love her voice. Her voice is so powerful. She sounds just like Ann Wilson when she sings any yeah. heart song. Um, I did get the chance to speak to Bella, the guitarist and the bassist Ashley, during one of my interviews. Um, it was super refreshing to hear that at their ages, they like music and are influenced by music that we all sort of grew up on, mm-hmm. like Iron Maiden, uh, Black Sabbath, that sort of stuff. Cool. So it's very cool um, that they love that stuff. Uh, they have released their new single, Better Off Alone. Just came out recently. Um, their first single, Hate, climbed to number 24 in the Billboard mainstream. And it did continue to chart for 17 weeks. Um, I really think this these girls are going to take off uh, to somewhere big. I'll be following them the whole time because I do love them a lot. I play them on my show all the time. Um, they're probably in my top five of newer rock bands right now. Hmm. Okay, plush. Very cool. Um, I, uh, um, I think that they're a really, a really cool band. When I hear about bands like them, um, Greta Von Fleet and mm-hmm. bands like that, it kind of makes me wonder if, like, if rock isn't the new blues, and there isn't a new blues revival mm-hmm. kind of I brewing. Mean, yeah. 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 Kind of. You know, kind of that. Um, we, we. This is. Yeah. This is. We're gonna. We're gonna get into this in, in another podcast in, in, in more detail. <laughs> but yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. Very cool pick. We have talked about them uh, on the podcast before. But please check them out. How do people find out about them? Is there- um. They're mostly um anywhere you can stream music right now. They don't have a full album out yet. Um. Mostly Facebook is where you can. And find what's them. her name to find their, her cover songs? Uh, Mariah from Micah. Mariah, like Mar- but not like Mariah. And like, just think of like Mariah Carey, and then think of like your kitchen countertop for Micah. For Micah. <laughs> oh, there and you she's go. very adorable, and she's got such a powerful voice. <laughs> cool. So yeah, so so check those check those guys. They're called Plush. Check them out. P L U S H. So uh, my pick is a band that isn't super new, but they've got a record out. They've got a single out right now that's just. Stunning. It's just really, really big. Let me talk about the band real quick. They're called Asking Alexandria. Oh, yeah. Uh, initially formed in 06 by Ben Bruce. The band officially established as a six, as a six-piece in 08 with the founding lineup consisting of Bruce, Warren Snop, Castles, Liddell, Joe Lancaster, and Ryan Benz. After the departure of Lancaster and Benz, as well as the recruitment of bassist uh, Sam Betley in 09, the band released their debut album, Stand Up and Scream, in 09. The band released two studio albums, Reckless and Relentless, in 11, and Death uh, From Death to Destiny, in 13, before the departure of Warren Sop in January 15. It was replaced by Dennis Stoff, and the band released The Black in 16. Stoff departed the band, so this is a lot of people coming and going. Mm. The band released their self-titled fifth album late in 2017. Their sixth studio album, Like a House, on Fire was released in 2020 and they put out a um, follow-up this past year in uh, um, 
October of 2021 called See What's on the Inside. Now, this this album has been making a a splash on Octane, um, specifically with the songs Alone Again and the song that I want to talk about, which is Never Gonna Learn. Um, Never Gonna Learn... I don't know. I, I I don't even really know how to describe it. It's a good heavy rock song with this anthemic, angelic sounding kind of chorus. It's just really, it's just gorgeous. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, I love how the band has this like alternative rock roots. I mean, the song is a kind of like alternative type rock song with a sort of like approach that you might have with a kind of big 80s anthem okay. that kind of yep. production yep. like mm-hmm. super big everything like big giant harmony super wide um panning with the vocals and, and everything like that um it's uh, it's gotten some uh the, the new album has gotten some uh uh re- good reviews um uh, kerrang a uh, louder sound and wall sound all 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 liked it but the song is a uh, never never gonna learn it is uh, it for the past uh, few weeks has been showing up on the, uh, the on the countdown on on Octane and it's just like it just it just really grabbed me. Um, something I would just suggest to folks real quick before we move on to this day in music. Um, the one of the reasons why you love your favorite music is because you heard the songs over and over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Some of your favorite songs, if you'd ever only heard one, like the radio only ever played once. You may have forgotten those songs. You right. may like it might show right. up on a uh, deep tracks weekend, and you're like, "Oh, yeah, yeah that was yeah, a good song." Yeah, that that song. A cool song. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what? So I'm saying that to say this: you have to give this newer stuff a chance. You can't just go like, "Yeah, it's not as good as that one." Yeah, but we have those you, types you know, of people. I mean, Lily uh-huh. isn't going like, "It's all about me, crew. I'm not a to it. I would never say that. <laughs> what I'm saying, you're not saying exactly. <laughs> you have to kind of like, so I would tell you to go get, check out Plush, grab a couple of the tunes, put it on one of your playlists, um, get um, anything off this album uh, by, by Al- asking Alexandria, but uh, get Never G- uh, Gonna Learn, put it on your, uh, that's I think the best one, but that, just throw it in your mix. Mm-hmm. And let it play along with you know all the songs right, that you right, like, right. and start doing that um, because this is what, what you're going to discover is like a lot of stuff that you go like, eh, some of that stuff becomes like some of your favorite shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a I, I'm going to talk about a song uh, maybe maybe next week by a band called Spirit Box that just like the first time I heard it's like it's okay, and now I'm like oh my god I love that love song that and song, I added yeah. it to my shit and I'm like I'm playing it over and over and over. Um, so not everything grabs you the very first time. Sometimes mm-hmm. you kind of like need to kind of like, and you need to experience the song. I mean, the reason we why we love so much this music is we have memories associated with something. Yeah. Like, so mm-hmm. give it a chance for it to become associated with some fun memories of exactly. driving around or going to dinner, hanging out with your friends or whatever. Yep. As that starts to happen, I guarantee you're going to start to change your mind a little bit about two days, quote unquote, two days music. Just a little advice from your neighborhood, Ludini. <laughs> um, so, guys, we're having a really good time here today, and uh, we're just going to wrap up with our uh, segment, um, This Day in Music. 
because we do that. Or mm-hmm. this day in something the Beatles did, right? Right. That's usually where it goes. Seems, uh, yeah. What did the Beatles do today? Yeah. <laughs> and there is some Beatles stuff. Oh, of course there is. There's always a Beatles thing. The Stargazers were I number one on this day in 1953. 1953. In the UK, uh, in the UK single starts with Broken Wings. Not that Broken Wings. Not, Not that, that one. Broken wings. Yeah. <laughs> In case you're wondering, the the uh, start uh, member of the band Fred Datchler is the father of Clark Datchler of the '80s group Johnny Hates Jazz. Wow! Didn't even know. The more you know. Did not right? know that. <laughs> That's why we Elvis this. on this day in '56 <laughs> played the first of two nights in San Diego Arena, yeah. California. The police chief issued a statement saying, if Elvis ever returned to the city and performed like he did, he would arre- be arrested for disorderly conduct. Wow. <laughs> Hey, probably. <laughs> That's awesome. Probably squirrel those hips. Oh, it's great. Uh, on this day in 1960, uh, Elvis, uh, RCA Victor Records announced that it would uh, release all pop singles in mono and stereo simultaneously. Oh. The first record company to do so. Elvis' single, Stuck on You, was RCA's first mono slash stereo release. Huh. Do you know why they, why they put still release stuff in mono? No. Tell me. AM radio. Oh. oh, and there Stay it is. Kids. Yeah. <clears throat> the kids don't know what that something. is. <laughs> the Am Jams. That's what we call them. The Am Jams. You had a head of half that. You'd be like, man, I can't deal with the Am Jams anymore. <laughs> I need to put an FM radio in my car. You remember that, Kevin? <laughs> yeah. You got cars that didn't have FM radios. Didn't have radio FM radios. That's the thing. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> the Am Jams is what we called it. Uh, the Beatles, yay! Surprise. The top five places on the U.S. singles charts. Number five on the same 1964. Number five was "Please Please Me." Number sure. four was "I Want to Hold Your Hand." Number yep. three was "Roll Over Beethoven." Number two was "Love Me Do," and number one was "Can't Buy Me Love." Wow! In 1964. Wow! <laughs> that was before I was born. Will you still need me? Will you still feed me? In 1967, <laughs> the Hendrix Experience, Walker Brothers, Engelbert Humperdinck, and Cat Stevens played two shows at Bournemouth Winter Gardens, England. The Jimmy Hendrix Experience were also the special guests on the first uh, edition of the UK BBC TV's DD Time, along with Kiki D and Cat Stevens. Nice. Wow. Kiki D. Kiki D. Don't go breaking my heart. <laughs> Um, this I read this early and I can't read this. There's some fucked up thing that went Van Morrison this day in 1970. Oh, yeah, okay. Like wow. they, they were through the they, they went to play some show in New York. They had to fly to get there too late. I'm really not sure why this is on here, but you can read it if you want. <laughs> Somebody wanted to yeah. note it. <laughs> yeah, there isn't a whole lot as you can tell. These are all these are all a little bizarre. Uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young went to number one in the U.S. album chart with Deja Vu this day in 1970. Huh. This the first album which saw Neil Young joining uh, the band. Uh, top 40 uh, singles that uh, off the album were Teach Your Children, Our House, and Woodstock. Uh, Derek and the Dominos' Layla was on the UK singles charts this day in 1982. The re-release track originally featured on Derek and the Dominos' album Layla and other sort of love songs inspired by Clapton's then unrequited love for Paddy Boyd, the wife oh. of his friend George Harrison. Layla is yep. center one of rock music's definitive love songs that features an unmistakable uh, guitar figure played by Eric Clapton and Duane. Almond. I like that you said Duane. Oh, <laughs> Starship started a two-week run this day in 1987 on the U.S. singles charts with Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now from hmm. the film Mannequin. Heck yeah, one of my favorites. Oh, Don't man. even care. Speaking of Ireland, yes. you, you two entered the U.S. album chart uh, this day, number seven with 
the Joshua Tree, making it the highest uh, chart new entry in America for seven years. Wow. Speaking of Ireland again, uh-huh. uh, this day in 1999, the Coors album uh, Talk on Corners went to oh, number one sure. in the UK album charts. <laughs> sure, the Coors. I know them. This day in 2007, Metallica, a Swedish couple, ran into trouble Uh-oh. with the authorities after trying to name their baby Metallica. Metallica. Oh, Metallica. <laughs> baby Metallica. It's a girl. Metallica. <laughs> M- uh, Michael and uh, Caroli- Carolina Tomorrow. Carolina. Carolina. You say Carolina. That's how you say it when it's it's a K. Oh, (laughs) thanks, Lily. Went to court uh, with the country's national tax authority about naming their daughter after the rock band. Six-month-old had been baptized Metallica, but tax officials said the name was inappropriate. Oh, come on. Under Swedish law, both first names and usernames need to win the approval of the authorities before they can be used. That's a very weird rule. Oh my God! Dumb. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not going to get into the rest of this. Jazz. this is all Ironically, they changed they changed the little girl's name to Astroglide. Astroglide. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, it wasn't as offensive. Um, speaking of great guitar players, Jerry Moore was not the only great guitar player. We could have done a podcast on this too. Yeah. Uh, that was born this day. Yeah. Um, um, McKinley Morganfield. Here's McKinley Morganfield. Muddy Tell Water, me. Muddy Waters. Get out of here. How did born I know? The, you didn't know that McKinley Morganfield? He's I'm born sure. a long well, ass Somewhere time in the ago. back of my head I did. And you know what? He invented electricity. Yeah. American blues musician Muddy Waters. Early 50s Muddy Waters and his band recorded several blues classics. Hoochie Coochie Man, I'm ready. Hoochie. Just want to make love to you. Hoochie yeah, baby. Coochie Man. That's the Rolling Stones sex, named themselves right. after the 1950 song Rolling Stone. That's true. His music influenced Eric Clapton's career, Led Zeppelin's A uh, Whole Lot of Love, lyrically based on Muddy Hoss. Waters' Hitler, You Need Love. Waters died in his sleep from heart failure in on April 30th, 1983, at the age of 70. Blah. Speaking of yes. Irish, again! That's all the Irish. Yeah. Another, it's all Irish all day long here. You got it. All nude all the yes, time. Yes, and Muddy Waters. <laughs> all nude all the time. That's Irish. Yeah. Yes, Muddy Waters was Irish. That's why there's so many kids in there. Declan Mulligan. Oh, oh Declan. sure. Oh, sure, Declan Mulligan. Here yes. we go. I remember him. Yes, yes. Sure. Yes, yes. I met him during the Great Potato Famine. Oh, yes. Where she was disgusted with the little people. Devin Coley. <sighs> why am I Irish? <laughs> uh, best known as a guitarist for the rock band, the Bo Brummels. The Bo Brummels. Yeah. The bum bromos. Yeah. Oh, Barry Oakley. Oakley? Mm-hmm. Sure. From all my brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Paceburg. Paceburg Lou. Uh, Dave Hill with uh, Slade. Oh, I love Slade. Oh, there you go. I freaking love Slade. Yeah. So underrated. Gary Moore, as we've talked about the whole day. Yes. Uh, Dave Roback, best known as the founding member of the duo Mazzy Star. Oh. Fade into you. That's yes, the only song yes. by them I know. That's the only song yeah. by them I know. <laughs> and this is pretty. Magnus Vensingen. Yeah, from yeah. the Cardigans. <laughs> love me, love oh, yeah, me. Yeah. Say that you yeah. love me. Do you know no. that they do on that record, the last song on that album? Yeah. I believe is Iron Man by Black Sabbath. Really? I believe. 
Wow. I, I'm, pretty sure it's a, I'm pretty sure that's what. And it's a Black Sabbath song. I don't think it's Warpig. Is it? Is it done like real poppy like that? <laughs> I forget. I forget. That would be funny. I guess we'll have to look it up. Mm-hmm. I forget because I had to hear it. You know, mm-hmm. and then I went like, okay, I can hear them doing it. Okay, it didn't sound like they were trying to make a joke right. out of the song. It just sounded like we, they, we like the song. Yeah, we want to do it. The song, they yeah. wanted to do it. Yeah, that's what that's it. Cool. What it um, uh, sounded like. But um, anyways, guys. Okay. All right. This that was this day in rock. Um, this weekend, please come out to the Hard Rock Cafe <gasps> Saturday right. night. The HRC. Yep. To hear. Um, Two very cool tribute bands uh, doing Nirvana and Alice in Chains are going to be doing the li- both of them are going to do the li- uh, live MTV Unplugged thing. So come and check it out. That's this uh, uh, April 9th, Saturday at the Hard Rock Cafe, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, they definitely want to check that out. Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.com as well as Lulombardi Music.com. Lily. My show is Hot Licks with Lily Six, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Eastern on Rock Rage Radio. You can download the app for free or go to rockrageradio.com. What? For yeah, free? For That's free. Crazy. It's all free. That's total cray cray. There's got to be a mistake. What? Why is everybody saying cray cray today? Cray cray. You're not cray cray. Because it's Lou. Uh, thank you, Beth Petternell. Thank Aaron. You, Beth. Uh, Hal Aaron. Hal Aaron Cohen. Sissy Boland. Who else is on here? Uh, Robert. Robert. Had... The Dread Pirate Robots. Oh oh I had boy. nobody on mine. So. Chris Thunderwolf Dawson. Webley Lobo. Yeah. Facebook user. I love that person. I... We love Facebook. Oh, if it says I can't hear you, that's Beth on my end. I know. I know that's Beth. <laughs> I'm just banging I, I only have one on mine. And that's the loneliest number. Mm-hmm. It is. That is the loneliest number. Actually, zero is kind of lonely. And Lily has hot licks with Lily V. You have no interviews or anything cool this week? I have interviews on? every week. This week is Dying Light Band from New Jersey. Mm. Rock Band. Awesomeness. Oh, Dying Light. I think you said Guiding Light. No, guiding not, not the light. show. To the Guiding Light. <laughs> dying Light. <laughs> oh, sorry. That'd be like a goth soap opera. Soap opera. It would. Dying light. <laughs> uh, and what show, what, what's going on with the shows you're going to and stuff? Um, well, I don't really think I have a whole lot coming up soon. I am going to be at Steel City Con this weekend, so if anybody's going there, come and see me now. And you thought that, that snare drum was And loud. I thought I was being nerdy here. Guess what? It's all weekend. <laughs> no, I did it wrong. Mm-hmm. It's like this. Oh, I'm also emceeing for the Jeff Carlson band next weekend at uh, Kendrews. Mr. Lounge. Carlson. There you go. <laughs> well, Mr. Carlson, can I emcee for your band, please? That would be nice. Oh, my God. I quit. <laughs> no, what? No. <coughs> wow. Oh, and Dairy Queen sent me a coupon. All right. Well, <laughs> nice. God, there you go. Around for that. This is where you get all the updated information. <laughs> Kevin, is there anything you'd like people to know? I love I love them all. Some more than others. And you know who you are. That's you, about you it. You just mean Lou. Shut <laughs> up. Shh. I told you that in confidence. And um, I tell you what, I'm just going to throw this out here real quick. See, Mo- See Moonfall. Okay. It's a fun movie. Big, dumb. It's dumb. Check your brain at the door. Check your brain at the door. Yep. But there are... St- it's uh, there are no 
Yes. Like, I was going to, I'm not going to get specific about it, but there are no, there's no politics in it. No booze. What? There's no like social commentary. Oh, I like it. There's no like, I mean, there's a little bit about be nice to the earth. Sure. There's a little bit about that. Well, that's not bad. <clears throat> because it does have this disaster element to it. But there's like, and it was like, like there was a scene where like there's just two people together. Mm-hmm. It's the two women together. And I guess, oh, I and I said to the person who's watching, I like, guess, oh, I guess that's her husband. And I was wrong. Well. It was just like the like the babysitter. Was, and I was see? like. It blew your I mind. Like, I was like, you're all politically like, this correct. Is revolutionary. Yeah. The two women aren't married. <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? It blew wow. your mind right through your face. Yeah. Anyways, guys, uh, we love you all. (laughs) Stay free, and we'll catch you all on the next Ludini Rock and Roll. Soikis. Goodbye.